0: chapter twenty of early days of old oregon by catherine barry judson this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter twenty the life of the children children had a happy time in those days as children always do if their homes are happy small boys of eight and ten were taught to shoot and a boy at fourteen unless he was very small was almost a man many a boy in early days has been routed out of bed in the middle of the night by his father and they too with their guns rushed quickly out of the cabin because the squealing of a calf told them that it was being attacked by a bear or a cougar small girls were frightened almost out of their senses sometimes at night by the wild scream of a cougar from a tree branch near their cabin yet as the forests were cleared the wild animals who usually had plenty to eat from young deer and elk lived in the deeper woods the best playground was along the banks of a river or puget sound the sound was particularly a good playground there were brightly colored stones and gleaming shells one could find clams by digging in the sand and rocks at low tide at low tide also there were the starfishes purplish and yellow and straw colored There were sea cucumbers a fish which looked like a big curved cucumber when it lies in the water it has no fins or tail or mouth or eyes that one can see and if it gets left on the shore by the retreating tide the hot sun wilts it down until it is just like a wilted old cucumber and almost as soft as jelly there were small crabs which scampered about madly if one overturned the middle-sized stones there were the other larger crabs which mother was glad to get for the table it was great fun to play on the shores of puget sound sometimes there was danger however one family of children one bright spring day were allowed to go to the beach with their dog watch they were not to go beyond the three big stones picking flowers from the edge of the woods watching the roll of the broad stretch of water and the gleaming snowy peaks across puget sound these children wandered farther than those stones two of them climbed the bank near an old log lying flat on the ground to pick wild currant blossoms but no sooner were the red blossoms in their hands than they noticed the strange behavior of watch his bristles stood on end fear and rage were in his actions his muscles were quivering as very slowly he backed toward the children frightened by the dog's strange actions the children tumbled down the low bank and ran back to their old playground along the beach for they had gone beyond those three stones a few days later indians asked them to come to their camp not far away and there was a cougar about nine feet long which had been killed near that old log beyond the stones it is not unlikely that the great beast was hidden in the hollow log or close beside it and the frightened dog had known it there were wild flowers in the woods trilliums and rhododendrons and wild syringa besides the bright red flowers of the currant and many another but children went very little into the dark cool woods with its towering great trees because of the wild animals which might be there waterways were the only roads except the narrow indian trails through the dim forests so children learned early how to paddle and swim and the waters were full of fish just as the shores abounded in crabs and clams when the children first came to the oregon country they wore clothing of cotton and wool but if that wore out and there were no stores nearby how were they to dress at first you remember when there was only an elk skin hung in the open doorway indians pushed it aside and walked in they wanted to see how white people lived later when the lower half door kept them out they leaned over it and indian mothers watched the white mothers wash and iron and sew and darn and patch their children's clothing but when it was quite worn out and patching did no good the white mothers had to watch the indians they saw that the indian women wore buckskin clothing that they used deer sinew instead of thread and the white mothers had to learn from their red neighbors at first they were not successful the buckskin when wet behaved dreadfully if the boys were caught in a light rain in the woods while picking sally berries or oregon grapes so that mother could make most delicious jam or the older boys dressed in buckskin also were rained upon when cutting brush in the clearing or logging with their fathers their trousers would stretch until the heels dragged on the ground then when they stood before a fire and dried the buckskin it became as hard and stiff as tin white women learned after a while that buckskin must be properly smoked as the indians smoked it else it was useless for clothing when a few stores came even if there was no thread mothers bought heavy canvas and the children raveled it out for thread but beer sinew had to be used for strong thread even before schools came the days were busy ones for the girls helped mother with the housework and with the little children while the boys helped in burning the twigs and small branches in the clearing around the cabin in cutting underbrush in milking the cows and tending the horses and in all the endless work that there is in a pioneer homestead at night if they read at all it was stretched out on the floor before the open fireplace just as abraham lincoln had done when a boy in his log cabin home on the illinois prairie the lamps of dogfish oil gave very little light but the children after a busy day were too sleepy to stay up late and even after they went to bed they heard only for a short time the lonely cry of the loon or perhaps the song of an indian mother near by singing to her papoose settlers when they first came had to put up with many hardships near the nisqually river one fall came a settler too late to build a cabin yet he had a wife and six children the stump of an enormous tree stood on his claim and he took that for a house he cleared out the stump burned out the roots and roofed it over with shakes then his family lived in it while he cleared out a second stump nearby in those two stump houses did they live all winter his wife said the house was very comfortable and that the hollow burned-out roots were delightful cubby holes for small bundles the children thought it was the greatest fun the next summer however the settler built a regular cabin and used the stump houses for barns the stumps were a problem for the settlers because they were so large and so hard to get rid of they used to blow them up with gunpowder this was a good way of celebrating the fourth of july because the explosions so many together made a very loud noise sometimes the settlers tried to burn them heaping brush around them after they had dried out a little it was slow work and if the children played among them or touched them the black would come off on faces and hands and clothes until one could hardly believe them white governor Stevens' little girls used to play in the clearings and sometimes their mother let them go out with white dresses but the dresses did not stay white very long among the black stumps sometimes even the girls had adventures mary james and that was her true name had one mary james herself told the author this story at first mary lived at mound prairie where she used to wander about with other children picking salaberries and oregon grapes at first they did not know whether the berries were poisonous or not so they watched their pet pig who followed them about like a dog if the pig ate the berries the children did then mary's father moved out on the northern point of gray's harbor she could look out through a few trees and beyond see the broad waters of the pacific ocean her father and mother and brother with one or two hired men were all the white people at that point point. one morning mary was helping her mother around the cabin when glancing out of the door her eye caught the flash of paddles she watched for a moment and then saw two long canoes full of indians draw up on the beach just below the cabin mother called the frightened fourteen-year-old girl the indians are coming mother was an englishwoman and a very brave little lady by the time she got to the cabin door the indians had reached it there were thirty or more of them big strong men from the northern coast bold and daring they were not at all like the puget sound canoe indians these northern indians crowded into the little cabin offering no harm to mary and her mother but picking up everything they saw handling everything curious about everything after a while one of the indians using the chinook jargon asked where the men were mrs james answered carelessly oh they are just outside they will be here in a few minutes but she knew even as she spoke that mr james was six miles away with the men cutting hay in a meadow there was no chance at all of their coming and mrs james knew that her danger and mary's was very serious these indians were likely to steal them and take them north in the war canoes that lay outside on the beach mary was very much frightened she was very white and the indians saw it they began to talk about her she knew they were from the way in which they looked at her even her lips grew white mary said her mother quickly seeing the danger play on the melodeon play something at once in the corner stood the little melodeon which the james family had brought from england with them first to wisconsin then across the plains to mound prairie and now out to the coast mary's music teacher while they lived at mound prairie had been a drummer in napoleon's army in france the little girl sat down and tried to play but her fingers were stiff and cold still she could push down a key or two and make some noise at once the indians became interested in the melodeon. they forgot mary so she became less afraid gradually her fingers lost their stiffness and she played more easily the indians were amazed where did the music come from they got down on the floor and looked under the melodeon and under her chair looked everywhere except in the right place the indians were so charmed that some of them went out to their canoe and brought in quantities of yaqua shells the indian money they brought in mats and blankets and other treasures and probably also fish everything they laid down in the center of the cabin floor Then they told Mrs. James they wanted to buy Mary for a wife for their chief, with the melodeon, of course. Mrs. James was very brave and very quiet. She said, Oh, no, Mary is too young. She talked to them pleasantly yet firmly and made them some presents. And at last, the Indians went away. They went in a friendly way and left without doing any harm at all. End of chapter twenty.